me a mission, I got demons to slay. Communication made you talk in this way. What's going on, Anxious World? I appreciate you all for tuning in to another episode of the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. I am your host, Keith. I hope everybody out there is staying safe, taking care of themselves, taking care of their family, like I always say. Um, on this week's episode, I'm going to bring you the story of Jason Connolly. Um, and the title of his story is called The Storm Within. I think you all will enjoy it. Um, some news with the podcast. Uh, you know, I want to update everybody what's going on with the podcast. Um, trying to think outside the box with the podcast. Um, I'm hoping to do what is called a feed takeover in the next couple weeks or so. And basically what that is, is uh, I will be um, releasing uh, another podcast, um, like another podcast episode on my platform. And they will do vice versa. They will release an episode of Anxiety About Anxiety podcast on their platform. Um, I'm just trying to think outside the box, you know, trying to uh, get the podcast to uh, grow and, you know, reach other audiences. So we'll see how that you know, goes about, uh, I keep everybody updated and, um, yeah, we're just going to keep moving forward and sharing these stories and, uh, trying to inspire people to talk about mental health and inspire people, you know, to, uh, open up and, uh, you know, think about their mental health and think about how important it is to, um, check in with ourselves sometimes and take some time for our, ourselves to, you know, clear our mind. Um, cause I truly believe that's, probably the most important thing with us man we got to have a clear mind and our mental health has got to be good in order for us in order for us to succeed in any endeavor that we're we're trying to you know succeed in so uh we're gonna keep this train moving and um like i always say if there's anybody out there that's uh willing to uh open up and share their story you know talk about any mental health disorder or issues that they've been dealing with in their life and, you know, they're willing to inspire somebody out there to talk about it themselves. Man, just please just uh, email me at anxietyaboutanxiety at gmail.com. And, you know, I'll uh, I'll get your story out there. Also, um, I just finished my website. Um, it's called uh, twoanxious.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm excited, man. It took it took me a while, but uh, I got it. I, I got it done. So once again, that is going to be actually I said that wrong. I'm sorry. It's uh two anxious dot godaddy dot com. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So uh, yeah, tune into that. Uh, not tune in, but you know, log into that, man. Check it out. Um, it took me some time to get it, you know, up and running, but yeah, I'm happy, man. Um, I'm gonna keep adding to it. And um, yeah, so without further ado, um, I bring you the story of Jason Connolly, The Storm Within. Everybody be blessed. Take care of yourself. And I'll be back next week with another inspirational story. Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Jason Connolly. I'm 40 years of age. I'm from Ireland and I'm here on Keith Schneider's Anxiety About Anxiety podcast to speak about my anxiety and how it affected my life. Um, 
It wouldn't feel right to talk about my anxiety if I didn't give the whole story. So I've kind of split this thing into two separate parts. Um, number one was kind of what I thought had happened to me as regards how my anxiety started. And the second thing was my realisation, the actual truth about what was going on with me. Um, in 2004, I was badly assaulted on the street, a random attack by some people I didn't know, was badly injured, and during my recovery from the injuries, I noticed that I was starting to get very panicky and was suffering anxiety attacks as a result of it. I suppose there was a lot of fear surrounding the attack and um, essentially, essentially I was scared and I was shaken and there was, a, there was obviously a hint of post-traumatic stress there and um, I was finding it very hard to deal with the symptoms of that and so how it affected me was absolute all-out complete and utter total social anxiety. Um, I was scared of my shadow. I was afraid to go out at night. I was having panic attacks at the thought of confrontation. Um, just the physical things, just the usual stuff that, you know, people that suffer with panic or anxiety attacks have to go through, like not being able to breathe, having the tight chest, uh, Muscle tension, um, brain fog—one thing I call it. You, 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 you just—you're in it. Your head, your head is in a whirl. Um, you feel under attack all the time, as we all know the what would you call it—the physiological um, effects of having anxiety is essentially there's a part of your brain that thinks you're being attacked, and your adrenal gland, adrenal gland starts pumping. Your hands are shaking. Nightmares, you name it. I'd wake up at night, not being able to breathe. I would say I dreamt about violence. I had dreams of being violent to others. I would say I had that every day for possibly five to six years. Every single solitary night, I dreamt about violence. All because of this random attack, this person that had injured me. So, um, the big thing about that all was that it happened to me at a time in my life where I was very, very self-confident. I was in a new job at a gym. I was happy. I was confident in how I looked. I was confident in how I felt. I had no problem speaking to members of the opposite sex when we were out at a nightclub or what have you. Um, I felt confident in my own physical abilities um, in the case that if I ever came into confrontation with another male, I played sports, I was all of that. And this guy came up and took that away, pulled the carpet out from underneath me and my whole world got turned upside down to where I said, well, if he can do that to me, like, what? who else can beat me up? Who else can do that to me. You know, my confidence was absolutely shattered in every way imaginable. Um, 
anger, bitterness, guilt. Well, let me just say that this was a sneak attack. This wasn't a fair fight. This wasn't a one-on-one. This wasn't a, hey, what's the story with you? Uh, you've got a problem with me? Uh, no, I don't have a problem with you. Have a problem with me? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing like that. Complete, nice, gentle, friendly approach. And then, boom! Attack. Didn't stand a chance. So, as far as I was concerned, that was where my anxiety came from. That one incident was what caused me to have anxiety attacks. Going on from this then, because I was hard on myself, I had no um, no self-confidence in anything that I did. I questioned everything I did. Nothing was good enough. I'm a drum player in a band. If I couldn't play a track correctly, I couldn't lift enough weights in the gym. I couldn't do a fast enough run on the treadmill. I could, nothing was good enough. And as a result, I started, what I discovered later on was I started to suffer from perfectionism, which when combined with anxiety, it's just a tough old time because you're critical of yourself all the time. Um, as I say, nothing's good enough. You didn't wash the plate well enough. The plate isn't clean enough, I have to wash it again. Almost like OCD, but not quite. And you're questioning everything you do. Nothing's ever good enough. Um, so that's more or less what happened. That sparked these anxiety attacks. And I thought my anxiety was born. From this assault. And from these attacks. So that's part one. What I thought happened. The actual truth. As time went on. And I got some therapy. And I got some... A better understanding of myself and what was going on with me and I under I got therapy for the perfectionism and understood that and where it came from and why it was happening and when to watch out for it and to be aware of it. And what I actually realised in all of this self-reflection that I was doing was that that one incident didn't give me anxiety was in fact I had always suffered from anxiety. When I went back to my childhood, I seen that I was very <sighs> hyperactive, um, running around, everything had to be done fast, very particular about things, got upset if things didn't happen the way I liked them, suffered a little bit with anger, a lot with anger. So I was like, my God, I've always had anxiety. I've always had it bubbling underneath the surface. And that assault in 2004, that just spurred the attacks. That just um, triggered the attacks where I felt fear and felt, um, how would you say, uh, such a lack of self-confidence and I'm not good enough and people are looking at me and people are laughing at me and da 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 da. The attack caused the, the, the assault caused the panic or anxiety attacks. But I'd always been an anxious person. Not anxious and worried and fear but, you know, like I said, hyper. So it's my belief at this moment in time as a 40 year old man that I possibly do have ADHD. I've looked into it myself, my partner, 
Nikki have looked into it. I've said it to my counsellor, my therapist. The longer and the more I think about it and research ADHD, I think I do have ADHD. And anxiety can be something that goes hand in hand with ADHD. Obviously, it might make sense to say, <clears throat> I always had ADHD, but I felt normal because I didn't know any different. And the attack is what sparked my anxiety to spiral out of control, if that makes sense. So it was triggered by the incident. And just on the ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Now, just on that, I've not been diagnosed. I don't know who diagnoses you, a doctor, a psychiatrist, a counsellor, a therapist, who can diagnose you? I'm pretty sure. I'm as sure about the fact that I have ADHD as I was about three months ago I was sure I had the coronavirus <laughs> um, but yeah it's the head is in a whirlwind you can't focus uh, you can't settle and let me tell you when that's happening to you non-stop every minute every day every hour every week every month every year for god knows how many years I'm 40 years of age now it's like, sometimes you just get a little tired of it. Can't switch my head off. I need to rest, but I can't. So you get mental burnout, you get physical burnout. That affects your relationships. It affects everything about you. Like, I mean, the whole question in this podcast is how does anxiety affect your life? Well, I mean, I don't mean to be... Um, morbid about it but if I do have ADHD and I certainly have post-traumatic stress disorder again never been diagnosed but I'm old enough mature enough and intelligent enough to know now this is probably what was going on with me that sparks all this anxiety it's pretty horrific man I have I remember speaking to a woman in the gym that I was training and nearly fainting in front of her because I couldn't breathe and I couldn't catch my breath. My head was in a whirl and I couldn't breathe. I was trying to explain something to her and I'd start my sentence and halfway through my sentence I'd forget what the hell I was going to say. That's how quick it was happening. And she eventually realised, like, there's something up with this guy. Are you okay? She asked me. Yeah, I'm fine. And then you have to try and cover it up. And it's absolutely fucking horrific when it hits you. If it hits you hard in the right circum circumstances, like what happened to me, what I think, the assault, the fact that I possibly have ADHD, then you've got post-traumatic stress solution. They're dealing with that. Anxiety about everything. What am I going to eat for dinner? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. You're shaking, thinking about what you're going to have for dinner. The most normal, simple thing in the world and you're panicking about. And that's every day. Every day you have to put up with that. Every single day. I'd wake up shaking. You'd go training or I'd get onto my drum set and after 20 minutes of that you feel like vomiting. But the perfectionist in you, in me, doesn't let me stop. You can't stop. You're thrown in the towel. Don't be a pussy. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Then the anger comes in. 
until I fall down dead. Then I'll stop. So it's self-punishment. It's... This is, these are my experiences. These, was, these won't um, apply to other people, but... Um, that's what I'm talking about, like, you know, it can all, it can all lead to feeling quite depressed, um, at times, and I tell you what it leads to for me, and it's, right, it's the anxiety mixed in with the hyperactivity and the lack of focus, I crave time alone, I fantasise about being alone because if I can't deal with my own thoughts and then somebody else starts talking to me oh now you're overloading my brain and then it's poof I don't know what my name is I don't know what day it is just leave me alone till I get my bearings how can you function normally like that you know like It can be pretty harrowing and then when you um I've had some family tragedies recently and relationship difficulties and you know you just pile all that up on top of one another. Deal with all that while you're dealing with post traumatic stress, possibly ADHD and your anxiety issues. Go into work and do your job. You know, be there for your mum. Be there for your family. Be there for your partner. Be there for your band, because that matters. I'm playing in the band, and i got to function as a band member. Then, well, you need to go training, you need to stay, come on, train, stay healthy, come on, come on. When the perfectionist kicks off. I told someone in work recently that I reckon I possibly, most likely, have ADHD and he started giggling at me he started laughing and I know why he started laughing because I'm hyper and I'm always joking and then and they think I'm a funny person they think I'm a funny character genuinely like I get on with people and I make them laugh but he just didn't get what I was saying to him he thought oh I think I've ADHD because I'm such a hyper idiot ha 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 no I wasn't I was saying I'm suffering big time here Sometimes I don't want to live. And it's all down to ADHD. I can't function. I can't stop my head. And I can't focus on anything. And if I was bad, I'd say, and your reaction to that is laughing. I felt like saying, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be laughing at me if your child had it. Or if you had it. Or if your wife had it. I guarantee you, you wouldn't be laughing. Because it's fucking hell. From time to time. Now there's another side to ADHD. And that's the fact that. I can create my own. Entertainment in my own head. I can get creative. I can. I have a great imagination. I think faster than other people. In certain situations. That's all good positive stuff. So my ADHD. If I have it. My whole thing is. Grab the good stuff. And use that. And minimise the bad stuff. Know how to deal with the bad stuff. How do you deal with your anxiety? How do I deal with my anxiety? You need professional help in a lot of cases. 
Um, you need advice. You need you need a professional to say, this is what's going on with you. This is what's going on with you. And I heard someone say, why is everybody labelling things? Well, we're labelling things so that you can know what's wrong with a person. You can't treat somebody for something that you don't know what it is. You name it. Right, you've got fucking, excuse my language, you've got post-traumatic stress syndrome. We know what that's about. Boom, this is what we're going to do for you. I don't put labels on things. How are you going to treat something if you don't know what it is? So, get help. And put time into your therapy. Put effort into your therapy. Because it's like having a broken leg. If you keep walking on that broken leg, it ain't going to heal. So, you got to do what you need to do. Like with a physical injury, you got to do your physiotherapy, you got to do your rehab. Doing your psychotherapy, that's the same thing. You're repairing your mind, you're repairing your soul. You're building yourself up, you're getting stronger. A lot of the time understanding, or even before understanding, realising that you have something. It's the most relieving thing for me to say to myself, I think I might have ADHD. And not feel bad about it. What a relief. Now I know what might be wrong with me. What a relief. Now I can go to a professional and say, well I think I might have this, what do you think? Looks like you do. Or it looks like you don't. Okay, let's take it in another direction. I'll say this about the anxiety. With me, anyway, it's, it's all down to a lack of confidence that somebody shattered my little world where I was comfortable and I was king and I was confident. Not a bad person to anyone. I was friendly. I didn't think my shit didn't stink, but I was confident in who I was. Loved being me, actually. And then Pal came along and shattered that. Everything that I believed in about myself was taken away with one punch. One sly Judas punch. So then, from there on in, how could you let that little wanker do that to you? He was half your size. Guilt, bitterness, anger, violent thoughts, all of that. And, um... So I punish myself every day. Still do. Try not to. But still do. Sometimes I can't help it. Beat the lard out of myself. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. So what I'm saying is about the anxiety. For me. And this may help someone else. you got to lay off yourself. you got to give yourself a break. We're only human. And like a lot of people say. A lot of therapists have said to me. The mind is like a muscle. So you work a muscle too hard. You're flogging a dead horse thinking you're going to get anything else out of the muscle. You need to rest it so that it recovers. Your mind is the same. Take a time out. Treat yourself. And I'm not talking about eating loads of crap food so that you get fat and then have to hit the gym even harder. I'm saying do something you want to do. Or don't do anything. Because, you know, as far as partnerships and relationships and marriages go, you're no use to anyone else. If you're burnt out yourself. So you're looking after your partners or your wife or your husband's best interest as well by looking after your own mental health. And if you have kids, they need to see you being strong. But you've got to fix yourself before you can raise them. Um, yeah, the effects it has on your life. 
absolutely every single solitary fibre of your being is affected when you're anxious. I can't exercise in groups because I'll have an anxiety attack. I feel anxious every time I get on my drum kit when the band are there. I feel anxious when I drive because I need to get to work on time. Yeah, well now we have nine penalty points. You know, I'm going to get put off the road if I'm caught speeding in a 50 zone again. All because, ah, oh, i got to get there, got to get there, got to get there, got to get there, got to do this, do that, do that. Everything has to be done really well. Lay off. Lay off for a while, slow down. You don't have to be perfect. And you know what the big thing about this is? All the people that you think are looking at you or judging you, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. You know, so I'd like to thank Keith for asking me to do this. Bit of therapy for me, so thanks if it helps anyone else. Um, sure, yeah. I'm, uh, this, is, this is a one-take deal here. I'm, I'm not going to review this. I'm going to just send it on. Um, I hope it made sense and I hope there was some structure to it so that you can relate to what was said. They're my experiences, still fighting the battle. I'll say this thing. It doesn't matter what aspect of your life you're struggling in. There's one saying, one of my favourite heavy metal bands called Saxon. They're from England. One of their songs is called Never Surrender. And I live my life by that. You don't ever give up. You never surrender to anything because heaven may be around the corner. How good could your life be? How much more improved could your life be if you just weren't anxious? Think about it. That hallowed place where things don't hurt anymore. You're not shaking. You're not waking up having nightmares. You're not grinding your teeth down during your sleep. You feel well rested and relaxed when you wake up in the morning. It's down to you and it is possible. It's only anxiety. Some people go through worse. Think about people that have, you know, physical and mental mental hand. I know it is a, a mental health thing, but we're not we're not mentally handicapped, right? Uh, let's say if I have the ADH thing, that's something that's physically wrong with my brain. That's fine. I'll find a way around it. And you can too. So, Keith, I'd love to do something else. Um, just hit me up. Listen to the podcast, guys. Anxiety about anxiety. Anybody suffering, and you'd be surprised who is suffering. Have a listen to Keith's podcast, and uh, be safe, be well. Over and out. Bye bye from Ireland.